Hello. Hey, Andre. What's happening? Hey, Shannon. <laughs> um, uh, some uh, some stuff is happening. I'm having a lot of thoughts about. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome to Scary Talk, episode thirty. Whatever. We are here, and we're gonna talk to you about some pooky stuff today. But before we do that, I have some thoughts I want to share. Shannon, the decade is about to end in less than ninety days. What the fuck? Um, I know. I know. We are old. And we stink. Um, <laughs> How did you know? I'm like 400 miles away. <laughs> no. It's just, I mean, it's a pungent smell. It reaches. Anyway, um, less than 90 days till the decade ends. That is crazy. Shannon, if you had to describe this decade to someone who like wasn't alive at the time or was too young in the future, how would you describe it? Um, a twirling hellscape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not bad. I kind of dig that. Like, what else um, can you uh, say? Like, I... <laughs> no, that's fair. I was thinking I would just refer them to Big Sean's song "Ass" with Nicki Minaj <laughs> and be like, "Listen to this. This was this decade. Just ass, 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 ass. Like that was the 2010s." Can basically. we have a um, recap? Um, I'm kind of. <laughs> Let's just recap, okay? Um, <laughs> okay, just. Ass, ass, ass. <laughs> That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant at all. Um, I, but I'm sure some people appreciate it. That's the only that. thing I can think about. Um, so I, um, I'm thinking, okay, so we opened in 2010, and I think Hannah Montana might have still been on. I'm not really sure. Keep in mind that I've It was until, like, early 2011. Okay. I know because I'm a true stand, unlike you. <laughs> okay, and then we have the 2012 apocalypse scare, because every decade needs one. Yes. Um, Which, listen, <laughs> I have actually thought that maybe the world ended in 2012, and that's, like, we're all dead. Or, like, we're in a simulation, and that's why, like, the world just went, like, fucking crazy out. So that. how do we wake up? How do we get out of it? I, I, I guess we don't. I guess, I, actually, I guess, actually, we are dead. And death just happens to be a simulation. And as you know, you know, we've spoken about simulations. You can't exit them. So this is it. (laughs) Trump is president. (laughs) Okay. And then we have 2014, which um, I think this is when Taylor moved to pop music. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yes, fully, fully, fully. Yeah. That was like the transition. We had seen the signs. Yeah. Yeah. And then 2016, I feel like yesterday was 2016. So I think at this point, skipping, Obama was still in office. You're skipping. He was. But you're skipping 2015. Like Demi Lovato's Cool for the Summer. Iconic gay song of the year. That was. Um, wow. Can't just, okay. That was 2015. Wow. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I know. God, I miss her lesbian face. Anyway, <laughs> um, 2016 happened. 2016 was literally like, I think, I think the decade should be, if anything, separated between like pre 2016 and post 2016 yeah um i was actually talking to david about this and he agrees with that i said it's almost as if that year kind of marked like it literally split the country in half like it cracked it in half almost like an ass crack very fitting <laughs> um and yeah like it, it like it's the different it's a different time now like we live in a different time it's crazy yeah like i i miss pre-2016 america like fucking party rock anthem like shuffling with neon pants like around the street like that that's i want that i want that back now what do we have fucking like depression memes like (laughs) the depression memes aren't going anywhere in fact i'm a perpetrator of them (laughs) in my everyday life and i don't regret that i just i just miss senseless fun and trash pop 
everything now is so serious and sad and i know that we're gonna get out of it like maybe come the early 2020s because like everything is a phase always but i'm not loving this one this is not the phase that i'm gonna stand 20 years from now when i look back so yeah anyway um yeah that's what's been on my mind <laughs> so interesting i i like that you've been thinking about um, that <laughs> Yeah, how are you? What's been on your mind? Hi. <laughs> Definitely not that. Um, I tend to disassociate from time altogether. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I have been thinking a lot about skincare. I don't know if we had this discussion, but I... No, but we should. We should. <laughs> I have been thinking about how you really just... You wear your age on your skin, you know? It's your neck, your hands. Mm-hmm those really give it away but your face also and Mm -hmm. it's just i didn't realize how important it was to wear sunscreen and so i've just been slathering that on you know i'm doing whatever it takes i have been wearing face masks like once a night and i'm just really trying to dig deep into this you know because in 40 years i want to look 20 okay (laughs) listen jayla can do it so can you this is good shit oh my god andre like can we talk what? about J-Lo? Because I saw Hustlers, and let me tell you, that's the movie of 2019. That is a good movie. I don't know if it's the movie 2019. I'm kind of still waiting for the last three months. I mean, you honestly never know what could happen. But I do hear that there's Oscar bus around her. I'm not sure that... I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm sure she deserves a nomination. I don't, I'm not sure if she deserves, like, the Best Actress Oscar. That's kind of big. And I don't know that the performance was, like, <gasps> like breathtaking right. or anything. But she, it, she was really good. And she's definitely, like, a way better actress than she was during her early 2000s, like, rom-com days. Like, she's grown as an actress. Like, kudos to her. That's really nice. That's really good. Yeah, for sure. Um, But, yeah, the movie was good. I liked it. It was fun. It was touching. It had a message. I thought it was well-crafted, and she was really good in it. I liked it. Oh, yeah. I lived for it. Except for Julia Stiles. That whole part was completely unnecessary. I hate framing devices. Really? Yeah. Hate it. Well, you are a writer after all, so you can tell me about that. Is that a, is that, is that, I've heard that, I've heard that having that, she, she basically functions for those who, you who haven't seen the movie, she basically functions as this kind of external narrator because she's outside of the actual storyline and she's in the kind of, I wouldn't even call it the fourth plane because that's not correct, but like she is not in the story, mm-hmm. but she is with one of the protagonists who is narrating this story to her and so she acts as the audience member. She's the listener basically because I guess it's, too difficult to do like some of the exposition like it would have taken too long i don't know so they just have to have um like what's her name clarence Wu, uh like narrated basically like Did in bits and clarence? pieces to this quote-unquote interviewer <laughs> it's i said clarence Wu. Constance, constance Wu. Wu. it's a weird ass name <laughs> whatever anyway um so okay i've heard that that's lazy Writing. It is. Is that true? It's absolutely lazy because okay. everything that they were talking about constance and julia styles was already going to be explained in the next scene or had already been explained. It was completely unnecessary. The only thing that it added was the fact that she told her in the end that her friend was still thinking about her. But, like, that wasn't a full movie's worth of framing devices necessary. I mean, if you think... If if you're saying it was still explained in the following scenes, then do you think the filmmakers did it just to make sure that the dumb audience members in the back got it? (sighs) No, because in the, at the end of the day, they could have kept the narration and nixed Julia Stiles. You know? Mm, yeah. You could have just had her be narrating. 
the whole like interview thing was did nothing for the plot. It took me out of it. It was just boring. It just she had no right to be in that world. It didn't make sense. Like it was just dumb. That's interesting. Hmm. I mean, I didn't think that. I guess it didn't bother me very much. Like when I think about it analytically, like I said, I've heard that that's lazy writing. I can totally see how that is the case. But I guess it didn't really bother me at the time. Mm-hmm. I still thought it was a good movie. Um, and Jayla looks fucking sick for fifty. Like oh my she, God. <laughs> holy shit, holy like shit. the strip, like the stripping scene. Yeah, like oh my god, and that was her. That was no double. Like I watched on YouTube. She has a YouTube channel now because who doesn't in 2019? And she like posted like like a BTS basically of of her getting taught how to do pole dancing, and she like bruised her legs basically for two weeks straight in order to just get that one scene. And it's crazy, like it's crazy. And she looks amazing, and she's 50 years. She's half a century old and she looks better than you and i ever will let's get real yeah. so there's that she is so um, firm yeah i maybe i will get into depression memes because after seeing jayla at 50 i'm just i'm just sad now um uh, andre if, so. if it makes you feel better i looked in the mirror today and i was like what is that <laughs> the, what, what is that and why is it in my house <laughs> you were like miranda is that you <laughs> I'm um. uglier than Miranda. I want that to be made abundantly clear. <laughs> okay, so, everyone, we're talking about vampires today. Sucky, sucky. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it that? <laughs> um, vampires. That's what we decided to do for this week. I hope you like it. Hi, everyone. I have some background for you. So... For those of you who, I'm not going to fucking say that. You all know what a vampire is. But let's, let's give some more, like, <laughs> historical kind of folklore-ish background, I guess. So, um, vampires, uh, at some point, were actually a legit belief that people had. I mean, I guess I should preface this with saying that this isn't going to be the episode where Andre is like, I believe vampires are real. I do not. I don't believe everything is real. Thank you very much. I know people think that, but I do not. Um, By people, he means me. But... By people, I mean you and my boyfriend who laughs at me all the time because I think the Mothman is real, but he can go fuck himself. So, listen. <laughs> vampires. Um, vampires, again, at a time, they were believed to be real in not just North America, but um, the Balkans, like Eastern Europe, all around the world, actually. They weren't quite... They were known exactly as vampires. They obviously had different names to them, but... Um, it was all the same concept. It was uh, a human that subsisted on feeding itself, himself or herself, on the vital force of the living. And generally that meant blood. Um, something that I found interesting on the research that I did was that sometimes that does not mean blood. Like it can mean, um, think of like a dementor, like they suck your soul. Mm. And I'm like, how does that work exactly? I'm not sure. But apparently it's not always blood. It's just somehow like sucking your life energy out of you can it um, one way or the other so can it um suck your dick what <laughs> yeah i guess i could suck your dick and then suck some of your life force out i mean listen there's no parameters to this right <laughs> so <laughs> um okay this started in um in europe in europe as as all gothic things do um it's they're so damn uh, vampires pasty over were there. I know. I, they just, like, the lack of sun, it just makes them conjure these fucking things up, and, and they just stick, and they and they become culture, and here we are 400 years later. Now, listen up. So, in European folklore, uh, vampires... Um, well, actually, I'm just going to read this right off the article, because it explains it 
way better than any way I could paraphrase it. Vampires were undead beings that often visited loved ones and caused mischief or deaths in the neighborhoods they inhabited while they were alive. Okay, so this is like the old-timey European folklore, how they thought of it. Um, vampires were alive when they caused mishaps and misfortune. They weren't undead. But they were alive. So this is different. Um, apparently once they died. Like like, like vampires were a thing that you were supposed to kill. They were like any other cryptid basically. Mm. And once you did. Like you were good. That's it. That's the end of the evil. Whereas now we think of them as like. Oh well maybe they never even died. Maybe they just were human. And then they just turned into this. Mm. But you can't kill them. I mean I guess you can kill them. You know when you look at folklore. There's the thing of like what like um stabbing them with Steak. a silver some yeah i guess but other than that vampires don't die like if you just I, mean, I guess you could cut its head maybe it's really confusing but like you can't really stab a vampire and it'll die you can't shoot a vampire and it'll die well i guess unless it's a silver bullet but you know what i'm saying <laughs> like usually these things even though they've never died like they've never had a death they are now pretty much like immortal lest you do something like stab him with a fucking silver stick so uh it's interesting how this like how this concept changed um and it changed a lot after bram stoker's dracula novel and that was um what like late 19th century yes um that revolutionized the concept of the vampire that was already present in europe at the time but he really changed it up because he added some more new elements he made the character of a Dracula of the Dracula of a vampire much more charismatic much more suave and that's kind of the concept that we have to this day I mean like except Twilight but other than that let's that's not, pretty much what we have still let's not bring Twilight <laughs> into this <laughs> uh, it, it inevitably had to be brought in at some point so this is it I'll just say listen Team Jacob that's all I'll say actually I have nothing else to say uh, Team Jacob no, um, no I, I'm gonna say Team Buffy <laughs> kill them both <laughs> kill them both fair um like beyond going into kind of side notes that's really the, the main background that i have on on vampires um something that i found interesting was that although people like today generally hold the concept of vampires to be fictitious um we still have things like the chupacabra like this article reminded me that we still believe in the chupacabra which is a thing and i believe in the chupacabra and it's basically like this little humanoid-ish being that sucks cow's blood so i mean are vampires that far off i don't know um <laughs> i think the concept i think that concept listen i think the concept of like a human population of vampires is far off because just no but like, the concept of, like, one or two people, one or two, like, really freaky, like, some kind of cryptid, like, combination human mix something existing? Maybe. Maybe the Chupacabra is one of those things. Like, who the fuck knows? Um, but no, I don't think there's, like, the army of the undead, like, hot vampires that all follow the Colin family <laughs> into war with the world. No. Um, especially not over fucking Kristen Stewart. Pardon me. But anyway. Um... <laughs> That's what I have. <laughs> um, we just isolated a quarter of our fan base. Um, they all love Twilight, and I they ho- all love. I Stewart. hope. I hope that's not our fan base. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, please DM us if that's your fan base, and you now are canceling us. Um, 
Yeah, that's all you can really do because we don't stand Twilight. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. But listen, but listen, Kristen Tour is now living her truest life. She has short blonde hair. She's fully gay. She's going to be in the new Charlie's Angels movie. She's doing her thing. We're happy for her. We stand. Yeah, we're happy for that. We just don't stand the Charlie movies. No, no, no. Yeah, we're happy for the choices she's made post Twilight. Let's say that. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> like getting rid of that awful fucking like brunette wig. Boo, bleh, bye. Anyway. I thought you were going to say getting rid of Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Trump tweeted that that was a mistake. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the guy's right. So I can't say mm-hmm. that that was a good or a bad Trump thing. Trump is never right. Let's just clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I kind of want to take you on a spooky tour um exploring historical vampires also um (laughs) i was thinking a lot actually about how we shouldn't be called scary talk we should be called spoopy talk because we're not quite spooky we're not quite scary yeah we're spooky (laughs) for sure (laughs) um so yeah. okay well there's an official rebranding going on everyone as of today yeah. fucking spoopy top see you for episode 39 on spoopy top um <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm gonna be covering an article from the smith's Smithsonian magazine um i can tell you don't work there i never once in my life thought about working there and they would not hire me um <laughs> so this was published in october 2012 um, crazy that that was seven years ago. What? Oh my god. Okay. Yep, yep. Decade's ending. Decade's ending. We're getting old. T- We're gonna die. We're going to die. That is a fact, yes. Um, <laughs> so Abigail Tucker is the journalist who wrote this. It's called Meet the Real Life Vampires of New England and Abroad. And we are, Andre, we are going to meet some New England vampires. We're going to meet some European vampires. We're just, we're going to go with it, you know? We're going to, we're going to talk to them. Well, I'm not wearing pants, so I am no condition to meet anyone, <laughs> but um, let me get something. Okay, go ahead. Is that really what happens when we record this podcast? Yeah, just just panless Andre. Just wow. probably like, just eating something on the side as you speak, just talking into a mic. That's all I do. That's my jam. This is the podcast. Is that how you want Zozo to meet you? <laughs> He's already met me. <laughs> you know it from last week's episode. And also the first episode we even talked about him, so stop he knows what's up all right so in rhode island and we're talking like new england time so this is over a century um so like we have all these farm families that were coming over whatever and you know people back then they weren't the brightest bunch let's just say that you know like people today aren't their brightest bunch you're not wrong but like (laughs) they just they wanted to farm you know they want to survive they didn't worry too much about them city folk whatever was going on and so what happened Mm -hmm. was this vampire craze i think that you'd kind of mentioned um before this like this craze of like oh my god vampires are real vampires are coming for us um that happened in europe it was also kind of reaching new england at this time in america and so these Mm -hmm. these fucking families (laughs) they would just dig up their dead relatives um, because they thought they were vampires. Just, just to check. Just checking. You're checking, Grandma. Yeah, just, yeah. sorry, Grams. Um, and they would desecrate <laughs> them, you know? And if you think about it, like, 
they were trying to kill the vampire, but it's still desecration of a corpse. Like, they would stab them with a stake, they would decapitate them, they would convince themselves that by doing this, that they were suddenly safe. But it's like, that's disgusting. Why did you do that? But they were so No, you're right. Yeah. And, um... People were definitely dumber. (laughs) Only slightly. And there were vampire hunters during this time as well, who would come and remove the hearts from the bodies and burn them so that's something else listen you might not love your job or me mine but fuck (laughs) that's a job (laughs) i'm not doing that (laughs) yeah can you imagine like that's not even like good imagery like you're just burning an organ like why are you doing that (laughs) i don't get it I mean, just the fact that you have to take it out. The fact that you're the one responsible for that. Like, oh, yeah. And, like, like medical technology wasn't top-notch 200 fucking years ago. So I, I bet you this fucking, like, Van Helsing-type dude was just, like, reaching into there. Cracking chest open fucking the... cavity with his bare hands. Yeah, yeah just like... <laughs> it's like, oops, got some sternum here. Got some ribs here. Mm, gonna have to snap yeah, that. I'm good. Sorry, Grams. Mm, um... No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this probably began, this practice began in Eastern Europe, and then it spread to France in England and then to New England in the 1800s um and Rhode Island was definitely a sphere for this kind of craziness and so like why did they think they were vampires like what made them come up with this ridiculous idea um so a person would die and as we know in this time (laughs) y'all y'all can die at the drop of a hat like they didn't really like know what the hell was going on um yeah. Yeah. They like, just got did the it. flu. You're dead. Bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> Instant death. Um, and so if you got like a contagious disease and you just died of a disease and in New England, everyone had tuberculosis, like literally everyone. Um, so they like die. And so people think, oh, my God, this person just died mysteriously. I think that they're going to spread this disease to my family by draining my family members' blood. And that's how they thought that sickness passed from one person to another, is by vampires coming and drinking from their family and giving them that disease. Um, and so... Um, all right. Yeah, I don't know why they thought this, but that's, that's what they landed on. Um, and so they wanted to protect their community, which is why they started exhuming bodies and burning and beheading corpses. Which is disgusting. Mm. And that's not like the sexy vampire story we're used to hearing, you know? That's not hot. Which, which if anything, like dismembering bodies and exposing yourself to body fluids, if anything, only exposed you more exactly. to anything that that corpse had while it was alive. <laughs> exactly. Like, how stupid do you have to be? Um, and then here's, like, the nail in the coffin. <laughs> I made a joke. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> uh... Anyway, so they would, like, open up the grave, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, there's normal signs of decomposition. Like, the the stomach will bloat and there will be bleeding from orifices. Um, Did you know that some corpses shit? Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's like post-mortem. Yeah. Defecation. Yeah, Yeah, it's a thing. Because they got to empty out. Because, like, your muscles loosen up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're... And your muscles loosen up and whatever. Like if you were holding in a, if you were holding in a, a fat one, like right before you got <laughs> shot, like as soon as you're dead, your, your sphincter is like, boom, bye bye. Yeah. Going to heaven now. Yeah, it's like rigor mortis just squeezes it out like toothpaste. Um. <laughs> anyway, so my point is, <laughs> so when they saw these bloated bodies, what they thought in their mind was, oh my god, this 
this person just ate. They just had blood for dinner. That's why they're so bloated. So they, they took this <laughs> as evidence that the vampires were actually rising from the dead at night and feeding. Um, it's like how... I mean... What? Were they finding... Were they finding dead people? People who were bitten in their communities? Um... Because it's kind of a, a, a missing key piece of evidence, don't you think? Like, who are they exactly feeding on? No one, just the people no, who no get one that sick. I know has marks. Just the people who I get guess, sick. I'm not sure, like, about, like, actual evidence of bites or anything. But, like, the thing was, people would, like, recognize the person who died and say that they saw them coming to their door, which is something I want to talk about later. But, and so it was kind of like this mass okay. hysteria thing of, like, but it honestly could have just been, like, mourning, you know? Like, dreams, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or just blaming it because why not, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's how the Salem Witch trial happened. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I want to talk about Petar Blažovic. Um, so this is like a German name, obviously, but <laughs> yeah. So this happened in Serbia, and he died in 1725. Um, he was believed to have become a vampire after his death and to have killed nine of his fellow villagers. This is a really, really popular... Was he just, like... Hmm? He was just a dude? Yeah, he was just a dude. He was a pretty chill guy, from okay. what I could tell. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a lot of documentation about this, which is why it's, like, super famous. Like, people like to talk about him as being, like, the first... Um, I don't know. Not the first vampire, but, you know, assumed vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... Peter Blažov, sorry, Petar, Petar Blažovic lived in a village called Kisilova. Um, this is in the part of Serbia that went from the Ottoman to Austrian and back to Ottoman Empire. Um, and so it's kind of confusing in terms of understanding where this is actually happening, but it's somewhere over there. Um, <laughs> Got it. So <laughs> the reason people thought this had something to do with him, like the following death, and they were kind of saying, oh, he's a vampire. It's because after he died, um, within 24 hours, um, in eight days, nine other people perished back to back. So we're talking eight days, nine people, dead, 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 dead. And wow. yeah, on their deathbeds, the victims claimed to have been throttled by Blazovic. Um, his wife said that he had visited her and asked for his shoes. <laughs> She moved to another village because she was scared. Um, and then there's some legends that say that he came back to his house demanding food from his son. And when the son refused, he brutally murdered him, biting and drinking his blood. Um, that's just a rumor, though. I don't think there's anything documented of that. Um, mm, okay. So the vampires, sorry, <laughs> the villagers decided to um, check the body, you know, dig it up, see what was going on. And guess what they found? What? Growing hair, a growing beard, and growing nails. Mm, I guess that is kind of weird. Go ahead. <laughs> explain. Isn't that normal, though? Like, doesn't that, isn't that something that happens when you're dead? It no, keeps like, I'm not sure. It doesn't grow that forever, but mean... it's just because your hair is already dead skin cells. So, like, it's still, 
popping out. Yeah, but your body isn't pumping blood. Like, mm. it, no, no, no. Like, nothing pumps out if there's no energy going through your body. Mm. Like, all your cells are dead. So they're not going to, even if it's waste, they're not going to, how can they push it out? There's no life But we in just you. talked about how um, you push out waste when you're dead. That's different. That is immediate. It happens, like, within hours because your muscles mm. tense up. And then, like, I don't think there's an equivalent like that with hair and nails. Mm. Um... I'll, 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 like, look into it. Maybe there's been a couple of just weird cases where that's a thing. But mm. anyway, go ahead. Okay, so the people of Kisilova demanded that um, from Bald, he was, like, one of their administrative people, um, be present with the priest as they entered the body. And at first he was like, oh, hell no. Like, we're not doing that. Like, we're not playing that game. That's ridiculous. But then the (laughs) townspeople kind of pushed him into it by saying that he was abandoning their town um, and that they, to save all of their lives, then he would have to do it. And so he was like, okay, fine. Let's dig up a fucking body. Like, let's do this. Like, let's get crazy. Um, And so they got a priest. And he was like, this priest, um, he was like, oh my god, this is indeed a vampire. And he just super dressed it up. He was like, this body has not decomposed. The hair is growing. Um, Blood could be seen in the mouth. And so people just were freaking out. And what it kind of sounds like happened is that all of these people, like a ton of people, all attacked the corpse in a rage. And they like staked it through the heart and like blood like not like blood flowed from his ears and his mouth and they claimed it was completely fresh but i mean it's a corpse so how fresh can it be i mean yeah how do they know that did they fucking taste it like hello (laughs) so yeah they were just kind of going ham essentially and (sighs) frombald kind of wrote in his report that he felt like all of this should not have happened but the people were scared, and so he kind of just let it happen. Which is, you know, that's fine. Um, you know, like, whatever. Like, he didn't feel it. He was dead. It's still disgusting and wrong. But, you know, he was in a corner. I don't know. I feel for him. Poor guy. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so... The um, autopsy... There was an autopsy of... Uh, Plajovitz when he first died and the um, coroner, I guess you could call it, I don't know if there actually was a coroner, but um, they said, this is or a witness said I did not detect the slightest odor that is otherwise characteristic of the dead and the body was completely fresh Um, yeah, so Hmm. I mean he had just died (laughs) But yeah, like hadn't he just died like how long ago? I don't know how long until the witness like looked at the body for the autopsy, but like my understanding is like this was just a bunch of stupid people saying things that people took and were like, well, this must mean he's a vampire, you know? Or vampires are real and he was feeding on little children and they did it right to kill him again, (laughs) twice. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I mean, who knows? Like, maybe that actually stopped it. Or maybe they all just had to live with the fact that they dismembered a body for no reason. Um, it's just like, any, every time every time you or I, or every time anyone says something like, God, like, oh, these people were so stupid and doing X or Y, whatever they did. Like, in my mind, 
it always feels like when characters in movies say something like that, and then there's like a camera cut to the scene where that exact thing is happening, mm-hmm. and it is real, and the danger was real, <laughs> and and it cuts back to you know whatever whatever secondary character is talking about like, oh. No, that's such bullshit. Like, that could never happen. Oh, people are so stupid. Like, that's literally what it feels like to me. And that's why I always say something like, or it was fucking real. I don't know. You don't know, Shannon. So maybe, like, the aliens that are watching and recording this are flashing back to you in your bedroom with no pants on. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now I wanted to give you another vampire sighting. This... (laughs) I originally found on Listverse, but I actually pulled more information from the Wikipedia page because the Listverse wasn't that long. Um, So this was published by Aaron Short in 2014, and this is about the Highgate Vampire. And the Highgate Vampire was said to haunt London in the 1970s. (sighs) Alrighty. So, in 1969... Dead animals were found sporting neck wounds and drained of their blood. Um, This was all happening or, you know, they were finding the bodies in Highgate Cemetery in London. Witnesses reported a tall figure that emitted an evil aura and had a hypnotic stare in the cemetery. Um, This one man supposedly encountered the Highgate vampire and it transfixed him, gluing him to the spot. He was unable to move, and he felt completely confused when he tried to leave. He wasn't able to. And then it disappeared. So, what this kind of did was it created this, like, secondary craze in the 1960s in London of people being like, this is real, this is real. And so a bunch of vampire hunters came, and they were digging up graves, and people were not happy about this at all. Um, so, stuff that happened was the, um, people were digging up graves, young people who were interested in the occult would go there at night, and they would vandalize or they would do rituals and stuff. Um, people would rearrange flowers that were placed in front of graves into circular patterns with the arrows of the blooms pointing to a new grave, which was uncovered, and then the coffin would be open and the body disturbed and then people would actually drive iron stakes through the lid of the the coffin into the corpse for pageantry when did you say this was the 60s this is fucking insane yeah like in the 1960s people were doing this shit yeah and like just the pageantry of it and just the weirdness of it and they were never caught like the people who did this never caught um okay yeah um so the general consensus was people were doing this because of the highgate vampire they were freaking out and this is just kind of a weird thing i kind of wanted to talk about because like this isn't going to be like a super long conversation but someone (laughs) sent a letter to um the hampstead and highgate express and it was david ferrant I guess he was some kind of occultist. Um, and so this person claimed that they they saw the gray figure. And um, a lot of people began to reply. And people began talking about how there were ghosts in the cemetery. A man in a tall hat. Um, a spectral cyclist. A woman in white. All kinds of things. Like they were 
just saying all this was happening. Um, and so what happened was Sean Manchester's, who was another occultist in the area at the time, heard about it as well. And so Ferent and Manchester decided that they were both going to have like a rivalry over this. Like Manchester was like, okay, I'm going to hold an exorcism on Friday the 13th on TV. (laughs) 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 And we're going to broadcast this and hopefully like I'm going to be able to take it down and you're not going to be able to do it. And so it was like this pissing contest between two fucking like spiritualists and they did broadcast it. And then within two hours, a mob of quote unquote hunters from London swarmed into the cemetery and police were basically there trying to stop them because it's like, stop, just, just stop. Um, and I mean, I really doubt anything happened because that seems to be the most interesting part of that story of how that whole thing went down is that the police were like, Mm -hmm. everyone needs to stop, just stop. Um, So maybe they did kill it or maybe they were just pissing all over each other for no reason. I mean, (laughs) I just love this story. Like, holy shit. It's just, people are crazy. I can't believe this was happening in the 1960s. Like the people were, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe we are just too... We're just far too modern folk for our own good. (laughs) Like, maybe we should be more superstitious, you know, watch our backs a little more, believe in this stuff because it's out there. Like, I don't know. Personally, I don't think so. I think vampires are bullshit. But, like, holy shit. Um, That is interesting. I just just like your story just honestly just for the interest factor. Right. That was just interesting to hear. (laughs) Exactly. Um... So, hmm. well, <laughs> thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I I had a couple more things to add first. I had a couple more things to add to the background. Um, the article that I was reading on this um, had a section about how people thought that vampires were created. And that specifically was very interesting to me. So how, not only like how to identify them, you know, they spoke about the garlic and the mirrors and the Bibles and whatnot, but like how they were created to begin with according to different cultures, what their origin stories were, basically. So, apparently, in uh, Slavic and Chinese tradition, any corpse that was jumped over by an animal, like a cat or a dog, usually a cat or a dog, um, that was feared to become uh, one of the undead. Hmm. Uh, what the fuck? Okay, <laughs> that's kind of too easy, but <laughs> whatever. Like, my like my dog humps my leg. Like, am I going to become a vampire? What does being <laughs> jumped over mean? Like, um... A body with a wound that had not been treated with boiling water was also at risk. Wow. Um, and this was like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that because that's the kind of thing I would say to anti-vaxxers. I would be like, yeah, just like put your vaccine over some steam before you have the doctor inject it. And it'll totally get rid of all the stuff that'll give your child diseases. Yeah, it'll get rid of the autism if you boil it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this is how dumb people um... are. <laughs> <laughs> apparently also in russian folklore um vampires were said to have once been witches or people who had <gasps> rebelled against the russian orthodox torch while they were alive living for it <laughs> so yeah so if you rebelled against the russian orthodox torch 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 church 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 <laughs> um <laughs> against the russian orthodox torch um then you'd become a vampire so i mean obviously this is like a lot of bullshit like it was just the russian church trying to keep people in check like but whatever um apparently um 
you mentioned, I think, some of these, but in these same, in, in the Slavic culture specifically, like a big cultural practice that they used in order to prevent people from becoming vampires once they were buried was apparently to, bear, to bury them upside down. Hmm. Uh, that was apparently really widespread. Also, to place earthly objects such as scythes or sickles near the grave to satisfy any demons trying to enter the body or to appease the dead so that it would not wish to arise from its coffin. So... Can I actually... Interesting shit. Can I add something to that? Um, yeah. So I actually learned this in my medical terminology class. Um, you know all those memes where it's like they show the cages over graves? Um, and it's like, yeah. oh, these existed so that... Because people were afraid they are going to rise from the dead. Um, that's a load of horse shit. <laughs> it's, it's actually because... Um, the whole medical field began because doctors were unable to get corpses to practice on. And so they would actually dig them up and people were not happy about it. So they started caging the graves. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I remember like reading about that in history class or something. Yeah. So people, so they had to like encage the fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's interesting. Um, I was going to say something, but I forget. Anyway, that's really interesting. Um, oh, I was going to say that something that is true, though, some like a very strange fact that is true about corpses is that apparently like in the old times, um, uh, coroners would actually legit like put little bells around like corpses like toes mm. in case they were not dead. Because I guess it was hard in the in the old times to tell if someone was actually dead or just deeply comatose. And so if they woke <laughs> up, like they would put bells on them so like you, you could hear them. I don't know how well you could hear them if they were six feet fucking underground, yeah. but what? regardless they maybe it was for when they were still in the morgue maybe that's what it was for mm. um but yeah they put bells on their feet did you know that that's like no i didn't know that but like that's like neutral good yeah whereas like chaotic evil would just be like well like just double tap them you know like let's make sure if we're really gonna do this <laughs> Just drive, a, just drive a stick through their heart. <laughs> and if they wake up, then that's you know they were alive. Um, oh my god, that reminds me of like the witch shit, remember? Like when we were talking about the, the witch trials. Like the way they would prove they were witches was so fucking like moronic. Because it was like, mm -hmm. like throw them over a cliff. If they die, they were not a witch or <laughs> exactly. something like that. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, okay, so now the, like, the meat of, of what I want to talk about is, <laughs> is this. I found a subreddit. <laughs> oh, he found a subreddit. It is, it is pure gold. It is called, it is called real vampires. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. And it is exactly what you think it is about. It is about people who think they are real vampires, and it is no irony here. <gasps> there is no sarcasm. Oh my god. It is all self-serious. Wow. So, I for uh, the first twenty minutes that I was reading this, I was like, okay. Like, haha, like, it's it's funny, it's gone on long enough. And then I realized that it was not a joke, and that it was serious. And I was like, oh my god. And then I just got sad. So I was like, I can't believe this is a real world. Whatever. Uh, but listen, we have a podcast where I talk about how the Mothman is real. So for all I know, I'm one of the crazies too. So whatever. Um, okay. <laughs> R slash real vampires. What is it about? Like I said, people <laughs> who think they're real vampires, they give each other advice. They give each other life advice. Also advice on how to find how to find blood. Oh, um, no. Legally. No, 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 no legally. Just don't. Like, how about that? How about you have like a nice juice? Um, um, <laughs> put some beet in it so it looks red, and then you just make it. have some raspberry Lacroix. Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, 
there is one post specifically that like really stood out to me. It was like this like pseudo inspirational post that someone was trying to make called "What Being a Vampire Really Means," <laughs> and it's supposed to be like almost like like philosophical. And I'm just like, stop, stop it now. Um, so to summarize. It's, it's long, but I, I highlighted only a couple of excerpts from the article, and that's what I'm going to read next. This is just gold. Okay, so this person, I'm, I don't know the, the, the username, but honestly, probably best I don't mention it. Um, uh, so they were talking about what being a vampire really means, and they asked themselves the question, how can I make sure I am a vampire? And they <laughs> give this advice to the, to the readers. They say, if you notice many traits and you choose to go to a doctor, have a checkup and he says that you and if he says that you are actually fine and nothing is wrong, that would be a good start. So he mentions traits. So what I found from this subreddit is that <laughs> if you all of a sudden have a, a a sudden thirst for blood, if you only get a lot of pleasure or energy from being around people for long periods of time, these are all apparently like um, traits or or signs, quote unquote, that you get when you are, you don't become a vampire, by the way, according to these people. You awaken your vampirism. Like, you were, you've always been one, but it, it did, like, the awakening didn't happen to you yet. Uh, that's also a thing they talk about. Quote unquote, awakening. That's like a big part of becoming a vampire. When was your awakening? Oh, mine was June 13th of last year. When was yours? Like, it's, <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, honestly, to me, this belongs on Tumblr, not on Reddit. I'm like flabbergasted that this is a thing, but whatever. Um, I guess it's big enough of a community. So he says, um, personally, I'm perfectly healthy. Uh, I have enhanced senses, <laughs> which in parentheses he says, which is not really that good of a thing if you ask me. He says he has healthy bones, digestive system, teeth, pretty much everything, but there is one issue. I am low on iron. <laughs> that, for a vampire, <laughs> I know a lot is actually pretty normal. <laughs> Yeah, my boyfriend is low in iron, so for all I know, he's a fucking vampire. <laughs> um, he says, without being sure, I believe that this is the main reason we need blood. <laughs> now, listen, when I read that this guy was low in iron, and that apparently a lot of people in this community are low in iron, the first thing I thought is, are these legit just a group of people that do not know that iron supplements are a thing, <laughs> and when they drink blood, they feel good, obviously, because it has iron, and so they made the erroneous connection that they're fucking vampires. Wouldn't like... it be more logical, or wouldn't it be easier to find iron supplements at the store than, like, two liters of blood? <laughs> you do not know these people. I don't know. For all I know, I... listen, I do not know. <laughs> um, okay, so he says... So I had some issues and went to the doctor. He said I'm low on it, and then he gave me pills for some time. Okay, never mind. So he got pills. Okay. He says, at first I was okay, but after they were done, I wasn't. He later on gave me the same prescription, but didn't do anything again. I knew it was useless to keep up with it, so I let it go. He says in parentheses, the reason I didn't keep going with them is because they had certain side effects, which I wanted to avoid. So I'm guessing, like, the supplements worked, but he stopped taking them because they had the side effects, and he was like, hmm, what can I take if I can't take these pills? I know, blood. He says, um, and then, of course, <laughs> prepare yourself for this. There is photophobia, um, for which I was also taking pills, but did nothing either. Of course, this guy is one low on iron and two has photophobia. You, you know what that means, yeah, right? Uh, like, basically, they can be out on the light because, oh, like... Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's an actual disorder where people are photosensitive, mm -hmm. but this guy just has photophobia. It's just a phobia. Mm. And I'm like, bitch get over yourself like what you have photophobia but whatever I, I know it's a real thing but i don't know that it is common at all so yeah i 
and then for, for how many people are in this subreddit claiming they have photophobia i'm like bitch no you don't anyway um he says he also took pill for that pills for that but it didn't work he says um the one that i the one that the one sign that can assure you of vampirism is the thirst <laughs> which unfortunately is a real thing you may get slightly addicted to blood the taste the scent the way it will make you feel everything about it will attract you okay pause blood tastes like fucking asshole does it not like <laughs> i've tasted a drop of blood and it's just like hardcore metal taste um, um it doesn't taste that bad to me but it's not something that i would have liked to drink vampire vampire <laughs> vampire <laughs> no it's just you're not supposed to for one it makes you really really sick like why would you do that yeah but anyway um he says he loves the taste and the scent Alrighty, my mate fine um he says, if you find yourself liking blood more than you should, whatever the fuck that metric is, you might be a vampire. <laughs> and then there's the question, but what do you really get from acknowledging yourself as a vampire? Why not just recognize your body as a sick human? And he answers his own question by saying, this is all up to you. You're free to be having all the traits, but still believe you are just a human and nothing more. But the good thing about letting it out is that you can find other people with the same quote unquote issues as you which can understand you and actually help you. Like, this is all very positive and, like, like yay for him. And I'm just, like, reading this, like, oh, my God, this is a thing. Like, okay, whatever. That's not too bad. <laughs> then someone asked him the question, okay, so how do you get blood? Like, what the, like, you just skipped over that. Like, we need more details. How the fuck do you get blood? And this guy's like, oh, first, actually, I need to read this to you. So this is from the same excerpt that I was reading earlier. It's just a little a little bit more of it. So he says, real vampires, once awakened, will not make such a big deal about it. He gets really philosophical about it, really like self-righteous. He's like, they won't say it to friends or family, nor post it on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Oh. They will share it to the ones they feel the need to go. <laughs> so he's a hipster And vampire. go online to... Yeah, yes, he's a hipster vampire. He says, vampires will go online to seek assistance, not fame. And I'm like, wow. And then everyone in the train stood up and clapped. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, okay. He ends, like, his his original thread by saying this, which is so, like, fucking, like, crazy and contradictory. He's like, by the way, important notice. If you're not entirely, or at least mostly, sure that you are a vampire, then avoid drinking blood. Human digestive system cannot oh. digest it properly, and your body will be showing certain malfunctions in the future. And I'm like, do you think you're not a human? Like... <laughs> This just has creepy pasta written all over it. Like he's just like no. This is not a creepy pasta. <sighs> this is just a random ass post from someone who sounds very self serious to me. I guess, but that like disclaimer at the end was just so like oh like please don't actually drink blood, guys. I know I'm talented, but like don't do it. <laughs> but like I mean, the thing to me was like he says like human digestive system cannot digest it properly, and I'm like, does this guy think he's not a human? Like I mean, if he thought he was a human and he thought he was a vampire, like I could accept that. That's a level of crazy that I can like deal with. But if the guy legit thinks he's not a human, like, I'm done. I mean, there's honestly probably mental like some... illnesses that make you believe that. Um, I don't know. I guess. This sounds like vampire kin to me. Remember when, like, something kin was a thing? Like, X kin or Y kin? Like, mm, no. oh my god. Wow. I remember the days. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. Like, 2015, 2016. That's what I remember from this decade. Are you kidding me? Like, the wolf kin, the dog kin, the cat kin people from Tumblr? Mm, Amazing. I'm uncultured. Um... <laughs> I'll need to show you later. Anyway, uh, Planet Kin was my favorite, by the way. Um, okay, so someone asked about the blood. So 
Jimmy Boy, whatever your name is, how do you get blood? Please tell us. <laughs> and he says, blood is taken by a willing donor. Ew. That's this donor is usually a close friend who knows about our condition and can offer some every now Ugh. and then. <laughs> Nevertheless, there are substitutes that can help a vampire. Should he should he not have a donor? Okay, Shannon, what do you think the substitutes are? Well, does he have his red wings? <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> I don't know then. Okay, he says, you can use rare steak. <laughs> you can <laughs> buy blood, though not many do this for obvious reasons, he says. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And others, which I cannot think of right now. But every vampire can agree that nothing works or feels better than fresh human blood. Ew. So apparently, like the way I understand this, when he's talking about the willing donors, I literally for me again. And for some reason, I'm still in this toxic cast friendship. So I'm going to give him some. So I'm going to put like an IV into my fucking vein and then like l let him suck the other end of it. And like, I'm like, this is legit what the way he gets it. Is that what a quote unquote willing donor is? Because like, holy shit. Um, yeah. Ew. So. That's what I have. <laughs> Ew. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That's gross. Also, I, I will say um, I love rare steak. Am I a vampire? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Maybe. I hate rare steak. I cannot eat meat ever that is not well done. That is horrible, and you should be ashamed. Because <laughs> when it's well done, you've basically killed the meat. And you want it to still be like I mean, listen, robust. The meat is dead. Okay, like, mm. the meat is dead. I am merely driving a silver stick through its heart. Like, it's dead. <laughs> um, like, I know, I know, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, just, you know, I grew up in Mexico. Maybe it's a cultural thing. Like, carne asada has to be well fucking done, and that's the way I was introduced to beef. So now, literally, every time I eat anything, like a steak or a burger, like, it has to be well done, ma'am. So... Just gotta open yeah. your heart, you know? So definitely... So I'm definitely not a vampire, but it sounds like you are. Maybe maybe um, I'll start identifying as a vampire, and I'll start getting some blood, and you're going to donate. Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I won't donate blood, but I guess I'll donate to your Patreon so you can buy some yourself. Um, just try not to get it from any shady places. or, um, Yeah. Uh, everyone, thank you. <laughs> everyone, we want to know your thoughts, actually. What I want to know is what the fuck you think about this. So... If you'd like to tell us about it, or if you'd like to suggest a, uh, a topic for next episode, please do so by DMing us at TalkScary on Twitter. But, like, legit, I want to know what people think about this, especially about the r slash real vampires community because i read so much stuff that i could not get into for sake of time but it was just like insane and my brain is actually like mush right now um mm. but anyway uh at talk scary on twitter um uh you can also listen to us on all podcast listening platforms we are on stitcher tune in iheart radio apple apple Podcasts, spotify uh, google play etc and um yeah shannon anything else yeah i really want to ask okay so we're gonna go a little buzzfeed here um fuck mary kill the mothman an a gray alien or shadow people where's Dagina? Dagina didn't make it into this i'm sorry <laughs> um okay you said gray alien shadow people or the mothman mm -hmm. 
Okay, well, I'll definitely fuck shadow people because I won't even feel it. <laughs> and that way, like, it's not as traumatic. Um, I will marry a gray alien because they have all kinds of knowledge. Maybe our marriage will be filled with intergalactic trips. <laughs> like, I'll get to travel finally. Fuck. And I'll kill the Mothman because he's scary. I mean, we stand and we know you're real, but that doesn't mean I want you here around me at all, ever. So, you're dead. Um, okay, I'm going to turn that on you, actually. Fuck, marry, kill. Okay. Um... <laughs> well, I can't say that. That's kind of, it's kind of say like the boy from the sad boy painting, like Ew. the crane. Boy. I was like, well, I can't include that. <laughs> um, uh, Dejina, um, Chupacabra, and Jacob Black. <laughs> Wait, is that that Taylor Lautner character? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm killing Dejina because that bitch is crazy. Like, I don't want to be anywhere near her because anything we do together, she's just going to kill me afterwards. Um, Got it. Um, and then I guess, wait, what was the other one? Chupacabra? Chupacabra, yeah. Mm, shoot. Okay, I'm going to... You sure you don't want to kill the Chupacabra? No, I'm going to I'm gonna have sex with Jacob and I'm going to marry the Chupacabra. Wow, because me and okay, Chups, why? Reasoning? Me and Chups can go out at night <laughs> and we can go and we can kill some sheep because I don't really like sheep that much. They kind of freak me out a little bit. Um, no, dude, not even that. You can go get yourself some rare steak. I can finally, get some rare like steak. the way you like it. Choop man yeah. will take good care of me and we'll just live happily ever after. Um, okay, everyone. Um, thank you for listening. We are having an orgy with, who is it? With uh, Jacob Black and who, who am I fucking? <laughs> No, no, shadow, fucking, people. Uh, shadow people. So that's what we're doing tonight. Um, if you want, you can join us. Uh, more deets at Talk Scary. Just DM me. <laughs> um, uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Good night. Goodbye.